0: I think ideas like this and what I talk about in the um, recipe for press, the designer edition, is using communication to position who you are. The Wingnut Social Podcast, episode 15.
1: Have you hit a wall when it comes to growing your interior design business? Then welcome to Wingnut Social, the podcast specifically designed to accelerate your business through increased social media presence, impactful online content, and translating digital influence into physical success. This is your social media tightly fastened. Now welcome the host of Wingnut Social, Darla Powell.
2: Hey there, wingnuts, and welcome to the Wingnut Social podcast. I'm your host, Darla Powell, the head wingnut of Wingnut Social, your social media tightly fastened, and I'm joined by the soulless ginger.
1: Natalie, and I will never
2: get rid of that name. I love it. It's endearing, don't you think? Oh, yes, Cartman. <laughs> so today on the podcast, we have the brilliant and lovely Amy Flurry, who you guys know, of course, because you're interior designers, and who doesn't know Amy Flurry in this industry, is the author of Recipe for Press and... Recipe for press. Design Design (laughs) So on this episode, Wingnuts, you're going to hear a new approach to marketing, or at least it's new to me. It took me a hot minute to wrap my mind around it. Of course, Natalie got it really quick because... I'm a soulless ginger. She's a lot smarter than I am. Amy is going to talk to us about using the power of community in your communications, you know, setting up events with your colleagues, with your peers, with people in your industry locally to develop content and marketing strategies to get you published, to get alliances with furniture companies, to get, you know, maybe an HGTV magazine, which someone who just followed this exact same principle has done successfully, was just recently published, Laura Thurman, By the way, hey, Laura, you're mentioned in this episode (laughs) and, you know, she's really smart and it took me a hot minute, but I got to tell you, by the end of this episode, I was ready to do it. So, okay, guys, so let me just tell you a little bit about Amy Flurry. As part of her own press strategy, Amy Flurry, author of Recipe for Press. Design, Design has initiated porch parties potlucks and picnics across the country to connect with new people and nurture valued relationships within the industry so that's what we're going to talk about here and like i said it took me a minute to grasp the importance of it but i'm totally totally sold so wingnuts help me in welcoming amy flurry to the wingnut social podcast Hey there, Amy Flurry. Welcome to the Wingnut Social Podcast. <laughs> so
0: good to be here. <laughs> so good to have you. You're so happy to be here. You had a little giggle. I, I am. <laughs> I, I really am. I'm, I'm just floored that you've uh, done this, you know. You we're said still you, kind of floored. You kind of said you were going to do it and then you did it and here we are. Yeah, oh. you know, I
2: kind of tend to do that.
0: <laughs>
1: you should, you should live with her, Amy. It's surprising every day. Yeah, it's true though, right, Natalie? Every day is a surprise with her, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but
2: I do. When I usually, usually, I mean, ninety percent of the time, if I say I'm going to do something, I get it done. But you know, it might might fall flat on my butt. But mm-hmm. okay, so the recipe for press book has helped hundreds, if not thousands of designers actually go out there. And it's more of a DIY angle of, hey, maybe I can't afford this big, huge PR firm, but let me, let me start submitting my stuff to magazines. Here's the editors, here's the proper way to do it, which is great. We're, we could get into it at another time. But today, when you came to me for an idea for this show, we were talking about utilizing the power of community for your digital marketing. So how do, how do we start there? What, what is the beginning of that?
0: The beginning of it is probably. I'm just going to take a step back and say, generally, the perspective or the point of view that I approach the the first couple of books, the you know, getting press on your own and handling your communications in house, is from the point of view of an editor because I was one for so long, for twenty years. So I I'm a storyteller, and the way I see things. Uh, is different from maybe what I observed the way people I was interviewing or the interior designers see things. Because often you see yourself or your project as one story. And I would see that as five or six different stories. In fact, I would break it down and maximize and wring every last drop of story out of yours. You know, especially as a freelancer, I was it was, it was even more economical for me to do it because I might play someone's story five different ways, five different places. So with that in mind, and that editor's point of view, when I talk about small batch gatherings, big picture strategy, I'm thinking like an editor on how can I enjoy the ride, you know, enjoy <laughs> the people I'm around and share in a way that sits very well with me and in a way that is meaningful, but that will maximize the time of everyone who is there and that will help more than me. You know what I'm saying? Like that will be good for more than just me showing up with my book. So when we start to think like that, that's what I mean by, you know, we are all editors of our Instagram channels, of any social channel you participate in. You are an editor of that. So when you uh, do things with you know, a strategy and you involve more than one person, I would look at it as like you have four or five editors if it were that small of a group you know, there. How can we maximize the time and the storytelling and the images that we're going to leave with to best spread the, the good word? So you're saying,
2: mm -hmm. I'm sorry, so it's small batch gatherings, big picture strategies, that is the buzz title for this episode in your philosophy. So you're saying like, uh, these events or these networking events, or I guess we're going to go into a little bit more about exactly what it is. You're saying that not only are you taking the storytelling from this event and what's going on to the event, but the other people are too. So it kind of, kind of
0: exponential that way or? That's right. Well, I'll, give you an example, it's kind of the way that I decided to even launch my own book, because it was a DIY project. I publish it, I market it, I sell it, I book my own speaking. And I thought, in addition to speaking at larger design centers, I would pull together or I would say yes to any designer that said, would you come and share something? Would you come and share your book and some kind of ideas behind your book with us? So my answer to that is yes. Yes, I'm going to show up. But what I expect or what I try to train people to do and when they begin to understand and then this idea begins to flower or seed in other places and they say, oh, we saw you do it here. Will you come here and do it the same thing? When we get together as a group, I kind of train how to think like an editor. How are we going to photograph this? Are we going to have what moments should be photographed? Can we get behind the scenes? Can we create content that we can use on our social platforms to what expand on the purpose of being there? So the purpose of me sharing my book in small ways, as opposed to you know booking an auditorium and saying I'm going to gather 200 is 30 is a great number. For example, I want 30 designers who want to be there, who enjoy beautiful things, who are there to learn what I have to share. But I might also invite an editor from a local magazine because that editor needs to meet those designers that are there. And they might write about the event. The designers that I invite might share the event. I might use the pictures from the event for, you know, a a feature in my on my newsletter or, you know, in my magazine, the editor I invite might write something or she might find stories from those designers that are there to write. So this one moment, if we position it correctly, can have legs or tentacles that reach a lot of different places and end up generating, you know, more traction on social articles and print. How would that translate? The, okay, because you wrote a
2: book you're an editor, your audience is interior designers. How would that technique of getting a gathering together to get that kind of content for social media sharing work for interior designers? So would one interior designer create an event for her, but not invite other interior designers to invite potential clients? Okay. These
0: have all been kind of designers inviting designers and learning together. And I'll give you one really good example. When I did this the first time and I did a little porch party even the night before. So we, nice, yeah, we, it was a lady lady boss porch party. And, you know, of course what you tend to want to do is invite people you know. But what I like to do is invite people, some people you don't know that are coming up, that you've noticed and kind of create a mix. So it's not all the same people that you know, you know, all the time. So introduce, bring someone else along. Okay. So that, when I did that, there was a young woman um, in Nashville who was a budding, well, she was an interior designer, but she had just moved from LA to Nashville. She came and she was so grateful to have been included, but she also really connected the dots she emailed all of us who were there afterwards with kind of a little recap of all the things we talked about, all the things that were helping our business. So that was a more informal kind of porch party. Uh, we made sure to take pictures of the beautiful food. We took some pictures before, but when we ate, we just put cameras down and we just talked. So she did something really kind, sent us a little recap of here's all the secrets or the good goods that were exchanged that night. You know, thank you for inviting me. Then she said to me, Amy, would you come to Nashville if I pulled together a small group? You know, would you come and do the same thing and share? I'll get the designers there. She was using a project managed platform. So she invited some people that she had networked with in Nashville. So she got her own little group of designers, you know, because it's not a competing spirit. It's more of a spirit of sharing and growing together. I mean, it's hard enough. There's enough work for everyone, it seems. So that's the spirit by which these are done. So when she did that, she said, what should I do in advance? Like, I want to do this in a very smart way. I said, you know, hire the best photographer you can for this event. And before everybody gets there, while your house is clean, you know, and while <laughs> you've got makeup on, get to, get that photographer, if you can, if you can swing this, get a great couple of portraits of yourself, get some pictures of your house, you know, without anybody in it, get pictures while we're we're there and uh, of gathering. Okay, she did that. She ended up placing that story of the gathering in the magazine of the project management platform she used. She then used the pictures of our gathering to pitch this business of home about the gathering, okay?
2: Right. I think I know. I think I remember seeing these. I know who you're talking about. Yeah.
0: And then she used those pictures to show a company that she you know, uses a lot of manufacturer because these manufacturers also are having to do newsletters and all. She used those pictures and she said, look, I've got these beautiful, you know, I've got these pictures of my home, but actually what I wanted to show you is in my home, I use a lot of your, your furniture. And, um, so then she got a, um, Universal,
2: she, right?
0: Yeah. You, Universal <laughs> came yeah. and video did a whole video, you know, thing with her. That's what Universal then pitched it to business of home. And then from that very, um, same photo shoot. She used the pictures of her home to pitch HGTV. HGTV. Magazine. Yeah. And she was just published. And she was just published. this month. Yes. So that's what yeah. I mean. When I say that was, a, there were no more than 10 people there.
2: Okay. But I have to ask you again, I have to go back. And I know Natalie has a question. She's over there bouncing like a jumping bean. Um, <laughs> a redheaded jumping bean okay but the competition part right so she was there can we say who it was would she mind? Oh, yeah I don't
0: mind it's laura, oh, okay. it laura, she went, laura
2: thurman. thurman yeah who's who's a gorgeous girl totally a rising star we you know met at high point hi laura um yeah her work is beautiful and she's really on the right track and i know she had some of your help there and it shows and she's really super polished but anyway the the competition part right I can't imagine having something like that with a hair with a whole bunch of Miami designers. I mean, maybe I can because I'm just thinking in my head that they're going to be like, you know, that's my competition. That's my competition, you know. And, you know, if they're going to publish this, they're going to publish that. We don't have any of that going on. It was all copacetic? Did anyone else from this?
0: You know, it's been, that yeah. same thing has been um, replicated in other cities now. Mm-hmm. I just did one in um, Raleigh, and that was Southern Studios, and the Vicky Serrani, who is the principal there, said, you know, we're, in Raleigh, we're not a really, I'd like to do more things to try to get our design community together. So she was saying, okay. and suggesting like, we're not like all besties here, you know? <laughs> um, and, but I would like to pull something together And and by, you know, by having me come, she was saying, I've got, Amy's got something to share that we all need to hear. Mm-hmm. That will help all of us in our individual journeys. Cause no one's where the next person is, you know, that's true. And what I did was then I pulled someone in, an editor. So it wasn't just me saying, you got to do this. You got to do that. Now, you know, you're on your own. (laughs) Then I pulled in somebody else that would benefit from being there, an editor. But the editor was telling the group there, like, here's what I'm looking for. And she wasn't telling one person there, here's what I'm looking for. She was telling everybody, you know, here's what I'm looking for. Here's what I need. Yeah, amen to everything Amy just said about pitching me. Please don't pitch me tonight. <laughs> but, but you know, yeah. now you know now you know how I work. And so in that way everybody was probably everybody has a different purpose too of wanting press. Like and I would say don't even lift a finger toward it unless you know why. Laura was able to say, you know, I really hers is more personality driven kind of Exactly. Um that's her. But Vicky was more a give back you know, we're we're doing we're doing great over here. We've got a, a beautiful spot. We would like to do kind of monthly gatherings because we'd like to share this spot, you know, and and kind of have a more cohe uh, a more um, supportive and together design community. And so maybe I'm like just it. underestimating my fellow designers locally. Okay,
2: you are. I could be again because I have my nose to the grindstone a lot. I'm really just focusing on what I'm doing and not mm-hmm. what other people are doing. So. You know, I'm totally open to reaching out and trying something like that, and it's it's a fascinating idea. But I want to get over to my redheaded jumping <laughs> beans question.
1: <laughs> yeah, because okay, so I'm listening. All right, I'm I'm sitting aside and I'm listening. And I'm like, okay, so everybody is different. There's really no two people that are alike. So if you have a designer who's really shy or has like major social anxiety, how do you suggest them? You know, how Organizing. organize yeah. it? I mean, how do you say, hey, come to my house? We're gonna have a party. I have no idea who you are, but come over. We're gonna have a party. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Do we have any words of advice? There? And if you
2: don't have editors
1: there, what would be the focal
0: point of that gathering?
1: That's a lot of questions, Darla. One at a time. I'm
0: sorry. You're you're both underestimating this wing nut that you've built because the, <laughs> the focal point was me. Right. I okay. had something to share. And, you know, sometimes... I speak at design centers. Sometimes I speak and there are five people there. You know, that's a great
2: focal point. You are quite the draw. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, you would be too. But I'm saying, okay, for example, in another place, a designer did kind of a lunch and learn and they invited Sherwin-Williams, design account manager, and you could get a CEU for that. So you want to, you would want to offer some kind of value to the people you're inviting. That, that's step one because otherwise that would be weird you know like, <laughs> hey, let's come look at each other let's
2: stare them. deeply
0: into each other's eyes yeah yeah you so you as a podcaster and you know producer of a podcast that people would want to be a part of mm-hmm. but if you're shy and not very social maybe you're the one that shows up and supports you know that i can't express enough how important it is to show up sometimes and 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 support each other Um, because it's not easy to always get people out to these things. You know, we're all busy, but when, when people put energy into something and they're trying to say, we're also, we are also putting together something of value. Okay. So if I wanted to do an event like this, and I really like the idea you have of of
2: gathering designers together to do the CEU for Sherwin Williams, maybe Ann Sachs, you know, something like that the focal point of that, where would it be? Would it be, okay, you want to make sure like you were saying, have your house photo ready, have your clothes photo ready, and maybe have your photographer there, but for everybody else as well. And then just kind of, I'm just trying to wrap my head around. <laughs> You're trying to put one of these together, right? In your mind. <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. And I'm saying, okay, yeah, I am actually because I'm I'm putting myself in the mind of someone listening saying, okay, where are we going with this exactly? And right. so we're developing this big event, this big focal point with the people here, the designers, the ceu the reps, the Anne Sachs, the products, so everybody has content, right, okay. for their social media. Sure. But we can also kill two birds with one sh- one stone, right, and make you the
1: the venue, which might be your house. Correct. But if but if if you're going to put it together at Ann Sachs, why couldn't the venue be at Ann Sachs? I get it could I A suppose, showroom, right, mean,
2: You would be highlighting their stuff. But I think what I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Amy, that you're saying that it's a, like what Laura did. I mean, she had she had it at her house, right? She or had she had a right. yeah, exactly in yep. her house because she's a designer and an excellent one was gorgeous. She mm-hmm. looked gorgeous, and she used those pictures to gain garner the interest of HGTV, Universal Furniture, yada 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 yada. Right. So she killed a lot of birds with a lot of stones.
0: Okay, yes, yeah, she did. With one, she understood with one stone. purpose
2: yeah true. One stone. One stone.
0: She understood yeah. the purpose of it. So that's the I think that's the first question is why would you do this at all? And what I'm suggesting is that some people may think everything has to be big for for it to have, you know to resonate broadly. I'm suggesting, no, you can get creative. You can do something small you can make sure you photograph everything, but understand like, what are you doing it for in the first place? She was able to tell me, she knew why she wanted to do that. And I just added a few more like reminders. Don't forget, you know, maybe while you're at it, get a picture, a new portrait of yourself. You know, we all need portraits. And
2: So did she invite her photographer there as well, a professional photographer? She she actually
0: paid, paid somebody to do that. Sometimes I'll bring my you know, photographer interns. If people, because I have suggested this idea and I've participated in them, like the social uh, that Southern Studio did at their studios, they hired a photographer and they had other people doing behind the scenes, you know, with their phones. So they could use, they could use all of that. They could, ma- and, and not only could they use it, we could use it too. You know, this is
2: so new to me. And I love the idea of it that I'm just, I'm soaking this all in. And yeah, I'm sure as heck going to do this now.
0: You just have to know why. Like, why are we doing it at all? Um, But that is thinking like an editor. That is maximizing a moment, you know. And when I was thinking about, you're talking about digital and social media, we all need stuff for newsletters. We need the behind the scenes. Um, You know, we're we're doing things together with other people. Uh, We could use the images from that. We can meet new people. And that face-to-face time, that's where things happen.
2: There's also networking connections there that I could see the advantage of the designers. If my style is contemporary and someone else's mid-century modern, and I have a client that asks for that, and I don't do it, which I do by the way, um, I could refer. You know, there could you could create like a nice little referral network too. Or maybe I only take whole houses, or you know, new builds, or someone else just wants to uh, style a, a patio. Refer
0: at, at every level. Mm-hmm. I see even even when there are competitive pockets of, you know, designers and cities, they're still talking amongst themselves. They're still sharing. So it's, there. There are there is work out there for, and you are learning to create that work as well. And you're learning mm-hmm. to position yourself. So I think ideas like this and what I talk about in the um, Recipe for Press, the Designer Edition, is using communication to position who you are. Um, or who your company is. And that is not going to be like anybody else's. That's true. Cause everybody, there's no one that's repeating. Right. You. But you do have to have a lot of, you know, content and, and a lot of good <laughs> pictures to do that because everything we're in such a visual moment. So that's why this idea pro- it is supported well by all of these social channels.
2: And I like it because you can share and tag and yeah. mention and, and get that little um, yeah thing going. Yeah, get that yeah. little
0: thing going and you're tagging, other people are tagging, but really when you step away from something like that, if you've done it well and you're looking at your pictures, you're like, wow, I've got like, you know, I could have a Thanksgiving how to, how to decorate my holiday table picture. If if you went to that extreme with the table of food, you know, when you've got the vignettes of your dishes and the food shots. Um, I recently did one of these in uh, New York because the more I do them, the more people put it together and they're like, hey, would you come up and do one, do one here too? This one in New York was different from every other one I've done. And th- we walked away and really what was there was a local food story, story. That was the main story. It wasn't Amy showed up and did her DIY PR thing. It was, wow, the story is about the food, the chef, and all of the stories of others who came together in that evening. But that was but one story from the group of pictures that we have. So what I'm suggesting is sometimes when you bother to photograph this and and you kind of think of in advance, okay, let's make sure we – get this picture and this picture. We need some of the main people who are there or, you know, we need pictures of the book. If Amy's with the book or if there's an editor, you know, we want to make sure. But second to that, if the photographer is just um, picking up and, and floating around and paying attention, once you have those, you start seeing little mini stories within that night that you could use for, you know, down the road. You. Um, that's, again, how an editor... right storytelling yeah i love it storytelling
2: and that is what it's all about anymore on social media now anyway is telling your story your, your authentic mm-hmm. story and and people like to see that progression mm-hmm. of stories and jumping bean has
1: something to say here <laughs> okay let's hear it <laughs> so basically bringing everybody together is for anybody and what it, it and well the well, my takeaway is that anybody can do it everybody can benefit yeah so You benefit one way or the other, whether you're going to do, you know, maybe it's about the food that night. Maybe it's about the furniture that night. If you bring in Sherman Williams, maybe it's about the colors on the wall. Sherwin, excuse me, excuse me. (laughs) Maybe it's about the color on the wall. But it just sounds to me like it's community. It's community building. It's perfect.
0: You're right, Natalie. And it's something, it's different for everyone. Like someone might be, you know, someone might meet someone there that they didn't know. Um, but I knew them already, but they didn't. So it, it ends up people walk away with different takeaways, and um, and then things come from that. Because when people see this in action, they think, "Hey, I might, I might do something." now. they're empowered to do something on their own. I think this came naturally for me because I'm, you know, a solopreneur for so long, and I like to create things. So, and I like to then. Photograph things and tell stories. That's what I did as a storyteller, a writer, and an editor. You know, so this is a kind of a natural way for me to do business. But I can see okay. this working.
1: Okay, I, I this might be off the wall here, but so basically, in the community, you wouldn't necessarily have to invite a whole community of interior designers. You could invite your local real estate agent. You can invite, you know, your banker if you needed, to, you know, you can invite basically a lot of entrepreneurs within your community and everybody would still benefit because it's kind of like a a business. It's what a business meeting. That, or that, no, it's correct. like almost She's, networking. Oh, okay, She's cool. got it.
0: She's got it. That's exactly the It's it's the networking. You know, um at the Southern Studio again, I this one's fresh for me, but the um, professor from the local design school, they invited her, you know, half of the room were students from that interior design college. So it was great for that professor to see. But for me, it was great because maybe that professor would like to have, you know, my book or like me to bring my book to her students now. Maybe, you know, maybe that connection would be made for me. Yeah. So it's, it's really not just a lot of interior designers it's who who would this benefit
2: okay i have two questions for you first of all
0: (laughs) all right so like if we
2: wanted to hold it at a venue at something like ann sachs is that still okay too or do you think that you should really just get your house in order to really get all that together and my second question is when are you coming to miami and doing (laughs)
0: this (laughs) well this is this is part of my um you know what i i i always encourage and laura is a great example and she comes up time and again but she's not the only example but I say, yes, yes, I'll come because I know something good will happen of it. And right. that's how I have built my business and my network um, and deepened it and strengthened it um, because you can pull together people that I'm never going to meet, you know, on my own. Right. And um, it doesn't always have to be at your house. I think that people who own stores think in this way a lot. Maybe they don't go through all the links or maybe they're not thinking about it editorially like I do. Um'm breaking it down like that, but it's it's an event it It doesn't really matter where it is, but I know that if you had it at Ann they want something from it. you know they sure they're they want to meet new people, they want designers coming to their store, so of course they would be interested.
2: Oh, I have so many places in mind right my 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 brain is spinning. Amy, this has been really uh, eye opening for me. I I love learning new things uh, and thinking in new ways that I hadn't thought before. So thank you so much. Oh, it's
0: a pleasure. For that, it's really fun to so, share. Are
2: you are you ready for the what
0: up wingnut round? Oh God! Oh uh, yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Come Why? on, Amy. You've met
1: her and talked to her. You know exactly. it's a little off the wall, right? Why does everybody have the same
0: reaction? Yeah. okay Okay, no no uh, this should be this should be fun now
1: it's time for what up wing Wing night night, night, night,
0: night.
2: amy flurry if you were a tree what kind of tree would you be and why
0: okay um i would be a japanese maple because they're kind of spectacular in a very dull time of year you know and so i was thinking like I love winter for that reason. I like coats. I like color. I like to a little vibrancy. So when things get dull, the Japanese maple comes through for me with some bright red. I I like it.
2: I love that answer. <laughs> if you if you could have only one food forever from now on,
0: what would it be? From from now
2: on. Yeah, for the rest of your life, you can only have one food.
0: Oh gosh, I thought it was going to be on a desert island, and and then no, uh, I changed to, that. Okay. It
2: was too conky. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. From now on, I, I yes. might stick still with my avocado rolls. Uh, nice
2: choice. Yeah. Natalie won't eat avocado. She hates it. Really?
0: I oh, like sushi rolls. No, I'm out. I, I thought if I were on the desert island, I could catch some fish and I could jazz it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No does no more deserted islands. I thought it was just so too too odd. Okay. <laughs> if you could have only one superhero power, what would it be and why?
0: Um I'd probably want to fly. Um well, no, I would like to fly because I'm really tired of being limited to the force of gravity <laughs> and especially when you're trying to get to work in Atlanta these days, you know. <laughs> oh, so you you want to fly so you can beat traffic. I want to fly so I can beat <laughs> Dip That's around and reason. see my friends and come to Miami and you know put one of these. Things yeah, exactly, together.
2: and and put one of these little shindigs yeah. together. Okay, and the last but not least is if you could recommend a book that has had a significant impact on your life, either professionally or personally, and why.
0: Mm, okay, I'm going to recommend James Baldwin. He's a fiction writer, and. This is personal, but I think, of course, personal, professional kind of is all in one for me. So this is, this is mm-hmm. he writes in such a gorgeous way. While he's a fiction writer, and I love Giovanni's room, the nonfiction that he wrote was so generous because he shared the point of view of a black man and people in a in a really rough time. And I don't know that we can really understand what that looks like unless someone who is that and who is so articulate and has such a mastery of the language can, can do that well. And he does that well. So I just read his stuff over and over and over again for that reason.
2: And that was Giovanni's room
0: by James. Giovanni's room is the, the fiction, um, the work of fiction that stands out, but the fire next time um, is probably, probably the, uh, to my point, the one book. See, see, it's like limiting to one is just really hard.
2: <laughs> yeah, but you <laughs> snuck in too. I did. <laughs> <laughs> we see what you did there. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Uh, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh,
2: Amy Flurry, where can the wingnuts find you? Where can they find your recipe for press? Both versions. Okay. Well,
0: they are both on recipeforpress.com com in the store, along with a super fabulous media list that my team pulls together saves a lot of time i have that too Mm -hmm. and a few more products there but recipeforpress.com. that's all things amy flurry yeah
2: all right awesome thank you so much for joining us on the we Uh, social podcast amy flurry it's been a pleasure we will send you all the details where we live and when we're going to put together our events.
0: (laughs) okay i had a lot of fun thanks for having me we
2: did too you're you're welcome have a good one Well, Natalie, Amy Flurry, right? How awesome is she? First of all, Japanese maple. Is that like the best answer so far? I think. Maybe, so far. Except for maybe Justin's Big Conkers.
1: Well, that's because that's Justin and Big Conkers. <laughs> Hello. Have you met Justin?
2: <laughs> okay. So I'm totally serious that I want to get something together and organize it. Now, our house, right, was photographed for our portfolio in DPI. So... It's not exactly looking like that
1: now. <laughs> no, that's because we have three dogs, a bird, multiple fish, and, and too many my... clients, and not enough time. And all my plants died
2: that are in, in the portfolio, but it you would not... You don't have to tell them that. It, yes, I, I have a black thumb, evidently, but it would not take much to get it in ship shape. Invite us some kick-ass Miami designers over here. Get Amy Flurry on the bus. Go join Laura Thurman and HGTV Magazine. No, okay, of course I'm. I'm being. We're having fun, but it's proven. It's been done, and like Amy, the proof s- is in the pudding. The proof is in the pudding. The Laura Thurman pudding, and others. You know, Amy said, that, of course she's not her only you know, person that she's dealt with that has followed that. And my initial thought was, okay, competition, you know, your competition with other designers? And it, is it going to be a huge cat fight? Because, you know, I'm new to this. I don't, you know, I haven't really hung out with a lot of other designers, but it's but, re- it's refreshing to hear that, okay, no, that's not going to be, that's not going to be what, what's going to happen. And, you know, even in the groups on Facebook, you know, everybody's
1: so supportive, so I don't know why I was going <laughs> in that direction. But. I, but But think about it this way. You might not have listened too much because – she said it doesn't necessarily have to be geared to interior designers. Yes, her book is geared towards well, interior designers. If she comes down here, it has to be interior designers. Absolutely, but she also said there is still a benefit from inviting others outside of the interior design field. Right, and because think about it. This is where I got it. Think about it. <laughs> you They're invite get it all right. You invite someone who's in real estate. And you're, th- this real mm-hmm. estate agent is selling this home and they're like, yeah, this home is great. But, you know, I have these friends who could really help make this into your dream home by helping design this part of your, your room or doing this for you. And they would be a good collaboration into this party.
2: And I totally get that from a networking point of view, but we're talking about from being an editor point of view and provi- and getting building content for your A newsletter, for your B Instagram, C HGTV magazine. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you guys.
1: But I don't disagree for you. I, wait, 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 I don't disagree. Okay. I really don't disagree, but why in a room of interior designers, why wouldn't you have those mixed in as well. And then it could be a collaboration sure. amongst all people. So it doesn't have to be niche <laughs> to interior designers. You didn't listen to Amy. I did. know I you didn't. I just think
2: that it would be ideally if Amy comes down interior designers.
1: And we can have. Okay, I'm going to call Amy, but we'll discuss this later because we'll now. We'll the token realtor. Darla. Yes. We have business to attend to. Oh,
2: yeah, because we have to go finish and install. Okay, guys. So if you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends what the hell. Tell your enemies all about Wingnut Social, the podcast that is growing by leaps and bounds. And also, if you want to check out the book that Amy Fleury recommend by James Baldwin, either Fire Next Time or Giovanni's Room, because she sneakily got in two choices there, be sure to go to www.audibletrial.com backslash. Wingnut Social and get your free 30-day trial and free download for a free audiobook. There's lots of frees in that sentence there.
1: So thanks, guys. Listen, make sure you follow us at wingnutsocial.com. Feel free to email us if you have any questions at info at wingnutsocial.com, and we'll do our best to uh, get back to you. So, Darla, let's wrap this up. We're done for the day. We are. Peace. So long.
2: Amy Flurry, author of Recipe for Press, Designer Edition, has initiated Porch Potties... Po- porch Potties? <laughs> Hold on. Please don't I love... Why are you breathing like a sleestack stack into the microphone? Like, oh, This is what I hear.
1: You're recording this. You realize it. I know. Right? We're
2: going to start over again. Be sure to go to www.audibletrial.com backsplash, backsplash. <laughs> I'm an interior designer for sure. All right, guys, so let me read you a little bit about Amy Flurry. As part of her own press strategy, Amy Flurry, who is the fabulous author of Recipe for Press. Oh, let's talk much. Okay, guys, so let me talk. <laughs> it's not the whiskey, I promise. You're <laughs> listening,